Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, hello. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Burus, for the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This podcast is being sponsored by mkbconceal.com. So today I'm excited to talk to you about how do you evaluate coaching's return on investment. And coaching needs to have a good return on investment to be sustainable and viable as a profession. Leadership coaching, we know that is effective for developing talent, accountability, responsibility for personal and organizational results. However, the time it takes from daily operations and the cost of having a one-to-one coaching, it must be considered. Therefore, we need to know what are the benefits of coaching and how can it offset the cost. Coaching improves a leader's effectiveness and efficiency, that we know. It improves soft skills such as their how to resolve conflict, how to communicate persuasively, and how to develop high-performing teams, for example. It's difficult to demonstrate return on investment, or some call it ROI, on these soft issues, especially in purely monetary terms. However, there is a tool and we can use such a tool that is called the Kirkpatrick model. It was created in 1983 to evaluate return on investment. The Kirkpatrick model looks at four criterias. What were the reactions to the program? So those that participate in the program are asked how did they feel about the program. The second point was what was the learning? Okay, they were asked what exact learnings that they have and what key performance indicators were used to get those results. The third point was, what are the behavioral goals reached? What did they, did they reach all their goals or part of it? And was the behavior also witnessed by the individual in the group? And the fourth is, what were the business results? So again, these are four criterias of the Kirk model, and it is reaction to the program, what did they learn, what behavioral goals were reached, and what business results were achieved. So we're going to look at an example of how this model was used, and it's a study by McGovern, who applied the Kirkpatrick model to measure return on investment on on executive coaching. And his study comes from, the title of his study comes from Maximizing the Impact of Executive Coaching. It's in the Manchester Review of 2001, volume six, number one. So his study measured the impact of executive coaching on 100 executives. 66 were male, 34 female, of course, There's at that time especially, there's less females, and 
the ages were between 30 and 59. 50% of the participants were upper management, high-level leaders. 50% were middle managers or human resource representatives. Okay, so that's the sample that was studied. Now, what were the results? The results of the program were that 86% of participants were extremely satisfied with the coaching process. That's a fairly high number. The second, which is the learnings, participants reported that they learned the following. Personal skills, especially, management skills, leadership skills, business agility, and technical and functional credibility. So that's not the technical and functional expertise, but is how to portray that expertise to others. And of course, personal growth was one of the, the benefits reported by participants. The third point of the Kirkpatrick method was were the behavioral goals reached? Well, 85% of participants reported they reached their goals and well. That's also a very high number. But the success of the coaching process was essentially attributed to the quality of the relationship between the coach and the leader. So this implies that now that we're seeing more in corporate coaching is that chemistry uh, meetings between the coach and the leaders are done more and more. So they have leaders have a choice and they select. Because if it's so important to have this good relationship between the coach and the leader, these chemistry tests would is definitely something to implement. Also, what contributed uh, to the quality of the coaching relationship and the results was the coach's feedback. Uh, did he give a thorough feedback, uh, well-rounded feedback? And also the assessment tools that they used. Last week's podcast, we talked about the style of creativity and the inventory used to determine the style of creativity. And we saw that that tool permitted a leader to find out how he liked to approach creativity, how to place people according to what objective he had. Also instrumental was the leader's commitment and the manager's support. How much value did the leader perceive in this process? And also the leader's support is essential. If a leader keeps interrupting his direct report while he's in the coaching meeting, first of all, it's not conducive for the coaching session. And second of all, it's sending a message to the leader that in fact business is far more important than the coaching, more important than his personal development. So these were critical issues for the good outcome. Now there were detractors. The detractors from the good results were a lack of commitment and availability of the leader. And that is a good learning because you can't really enforce people to do a coaching process. They have to be contribute and also be engaged in it and see the, the worthy outcome. I don't think you can force people to change. But I think it's also the responsibility of coaches 
to convince uh, or to demonstrate how coaching can help them. What's the benefits and what's the consequences of not changing or of staying with something that is detracting him from the results. Also important, were, but detracted, were miscommunications between the coach and the leader. So basically that's another way of saying that the good relationship between the coach and the leader is critical to have positive outcome. Now we'll look at the fourth element, which was what were the business results? Well, we can see that the business results and the organizational outcomes were increased productivity and bottom line profitability. Quality was improved, organizational strength was improved, customer service was improved, and there was reduced complaints from customers. A better retention rate, and consequently, of course, less for turnover. There were also intangible impacts, such as overall improvement relationships with peers, stakeholders, direct reports, and clients. And finally, what was the return on investment? Well, for $100,000, it had a return of 5.7 times the initial investment. 75% of participants considered the value of coaching as far greater than the investment in time and money. So the Kirkpatrick model is definitely a viable means to measure ROI and can be a tool that will be increasingly used. And I have found that more and more organizations are using the Kirkpatrick model to evaluate the coaching and are asking for bids from coaches to integrate that model. And of course, coaching does help in this context, economic context, with rapid change and in an increasingly complex environment. And moreover, as leaders are constantly being pressured to do more with less, it's coaching is a solution to help leaders prioritize, strategize, and uh, find more personal satisfaction as they align both individual and organizational goals. So from the McGovern research that used the Kirkpatrick model, it is evident that coaching has a high return on investment and it makes business sense. So today I've talked about the Kirkpatrick model as one of the tools that can be used for return on investment on a coaching program across an organization. What are other ways you have to evaluate coaching's effectiveness? I'd love to hear it. Please use our comments to share your experiences. Thank you for listening to the excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Burus, and I shall be looking forward to your comments. If you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes. Under iTunes, look for podcast and then excellent executive coaching. And there you can subscribe. It was great talking to you. Thank you very much for being with me and see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com. 
and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon, and until then, bye for now. Thank you.